Welcome to the What Is Life Dude podcast. We're your hosts, Eric and Sarah. I'm a freelance musician. And I'm a vegan chef and food blogger. This is where we share our thoughts about building a healthy relationship, working as creatives on our own terms, and living with intention and authenticity. We don't have it all figured out yet, but every conversation gets us a little closer to answering the question, what is life, dude? Hello, and welcome back to the What Is Life Dude podcast, everybody. We are Eric and Sarah. Welcome back. I honestly feel like I have the more challenging role here because you say hello and you introduce us and then I have to get us into the episode and I don't always know how. Maybe we should think of <laughs> like some way to extend the intro mm-hmm. so you have a line that you say every week. Right. Right. It really is easy. I never thought about it that way. I just get to say the thing I say <laughs> every time yeah. and then you're always like, oh, hey. what do I do now? <laughs> We're here. Okay. We can fix that. We'll work on that. Okay. Okay, so today we are going to be talking, sorry if my exhale into the microphone was just really loud, (laughs) I usually try not to do that. Um, This week we're going to be talking about our relationship with social media. Mm -hmm. We're not sure how long of an ep this is going to be. We never are. Yeah. Let's not make any promises. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea, no idea what this conversation is going to look like. We have some notes and it's just something we uh, got on about a few days ago we were talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, So we decided to do it as this week's episode. Right. The background is still bare, but we are still in California. Mm-hmm. Our moving plans got pushed back a week. Another snafu. A snafu. Well, you remember when we moved uh, the first time from Colorado, we had a whole episode. It's called <laughs> like our moving mishap or something. Right. Um, yes. So another snag, but so we're pushed back one whole week. Yeah. So this one's know. not as grave. It's just a bit of a delay. It's just a bit of a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were saying yesterday, we're like, oh, we have one week left here. Yeah. And it felt like this um, like this inevitable, close, exciting thing. And then it was two weeks away mm-hmm. once we had our snafu. And I just, I got really anxious yesterday. Right. I just felt like all of a sudden there was so much time between now and when we were leaving. Two weeks is a long time. Two weeks is a lot longer than a week. Especially given that we've packed up so much of our stuff. <laughs> so, you know, you're going to see us rewearing some clothes probably in the next few episodes that we film here. Yeah. Yeah. I have like five shirts that aren't packed and I'm just doing laundry more often than usual. Yeah. So. I do have to say I'm very pleased with how moving and packing has gone so far. Much, much smoother than last time around, mm-hmm. again, because we got rid of so much stuff, so we don't have to deal with all that, all those logistics, and we just gave ourselves so much time, and now we have an extra week, so I feel like it's, even the way I've organized stuff as I've been packing it is going to make it so much easier to unpack it. Yeah, we did a lot of uh, throwing stuff into bigger stuff, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. throwing it into our moving pod last time, right. but Sarah... So every week we get we get um, a box of produce from this place called Imperfect Foods, this mm-hmm. website. And Sarah's just been keeping these boxes every week. So we have like these yeah. medium-sized boxes. We just have so many of them. Right. And there's just like a stack of full boxes now instead of like... We didn't have to go to Home Depot and buy 50 boxes. Yeah. I, don't, I actually have no clue how many boxes we had to buy last time, but it was a lot. Well, we kept going back to Home, De- to Home Depot, mm-hmm. and now we just like went once and it was easy. Yep. But yeah, everything's a lot smoother this time. 
and it's just it's just so much better yeah so we had a little a little snag in the plans and uh, we're going on through yeah i think the anxiety provoking part is that when you know that you have a move very close on the horizon or it's not just a move like sometimes if you have uh, like a trip coming up or some other kind of milestone where you're going to be leaving your home you kind of like give yourself permission to not be super productive or to not eat super healthy like i remember last time or even when we moved here for the first like week we got a lot of takeout because we were like okay we're waiting for our stuff to get delivered here and um now that week that time till we move has been extended so we're like well we can't actually just live like you know in this in-between phase we kind of have to i don't know yeah, I mean, like we were, we were about to, we we're about to come upon the point in the timeline where, like, we put a lot of the kitchen stuff away. Yeah. So, like, we'd go between using Sarah's mom's like kitchen stuff, but also mm-hmm. just like getting more takeout than we usually do. <laughs> and now we're like, okay, now we have an extra week. So uh, we, we went grocery shopping again because we thought yeah. we had already done our last grocery shop, and I went and bought a bunch of vegetables yesterday. Moving is a hassle. Yeah, I'll I have you. to say I want. Uh, let's dive into the positivity box because mm. mine is this ramen that I made yesterday. Ooh, yeah, mm. it's a recipe I've made a couple times before, but I made a couple of tweaks bef- tweaks this time around. It's from the Just One Cookbook blog, which I think specializes in Asian recipes so if you look up i think just vegetarian miso ramen Mm. but it has a lot of aromatics aromatics in the base and then you add soy milk so it's really creamy and i used uh, tahini also in the base and it's just so good i wish i had made like a huge stock pot of it so i could just have a little bit of that broth every single day for lunch yeah we had it for breakfast lunch there's mm-hmm. a word for that brunch. Um, <laughs> we had it for this. We had it last night for dinner, and then this morning again, and it mm-hmm. was really, really good. I think it's the best ramen you've ever made. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Um, my positivity box goes along with the eating leftover ramen this morning, and that is, we we came downstairs this morning as Sarah's mom and sister were leaving the house to go do something, mm-hmm. and we were downstairs like making our coffee, and Sarah's making her matcha, and we were just like, wait. We're alone. we're alone i mean we're we're not usually alone because a lot of people who don't have to go to work every day mm-hmm. don't leave the house and so that's all of us in this home so we were kind of like oh my god we have like the whole downstairs right there's like the living room attached to the kitchen downstairs right which usually we will go down there to cook dinner or cook whatever mm-hmm. and then we'll come up and eat in our bedroom on the upper floor we'll sit on our bed we're like in front cloistered of the TV. in here all yeah. the time um and it was just nice to have the space to ourselves we like actually sat on the couch and watched tv down there which we've watched tv downstairs Mm -hmm. like once before and we've been here for five months yeah so it kind of it was nice it was nice not only like in in itself right like in the experience itself it was nice but it also kind of reminded us like oh in two weeks we're gonna have our own place again Mm -hmm. and we're gonna be able to go from like oh we can leave the tv on playing and we're we can go like do something in the kitchen Mm -hmm. and it's not like a huge deal because we don't have to go upstairs to our bedroom and back down yeah um it's really not great living the uh the dorm life you know where we do everything in the same room yeah but so it was nice to kind of remind ourselves like oh this is what we're in for when we move back to our own place together and it's going to be so amazing yeah and i actually posted on instagram stories asking people if they wanted to share anything about their experiences moving back home after they had already moved out. And I got a lot of people DMing me about how 
how grateful they were for their own space afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited. I think it was a nice little stopping point on our journey. So we can figure out what the heck we want to do next. Yeah, but I'm really ready to be the master of my own space. <laughs> I mean, when we moved here, we did we did an episode after a few weeks about our experience so far. So I'm sure once we get back to Colorado, we'll do a, do an episode about what the entire experience was like and what we learned and what we liked and disliked, you know? Right. It's, it's uh, you know, it's been our entire life for five months. Right. Yep. So, all right, great. Let's talk about social media a little. Okay. Um, where do you want to start? So... Okay, social media is everywhere. Everyone's on it. It's almost like you can't really even avoid it in some ways because everything is linked to, I don't know, like your Google account. Everyone's on YouTube. Um, hmm, yeah. What social media do you do you primarily use? So I use Reddit, Instagram, and Twitter. Okay. So Reddit is Reddit is the thing I use the most on my computer and on my phone um but i like reddit a lot because and this is like this is going to be the bulk of the conversation from my perspective is how i've kind of adjusted my social media use to be like a strictly positive force in my life Mm -hmm. because it's a space where there's so much not even like blatant negativity just it makes you feel so negative so often. There can be blatant negativity Th- and cyberbullying and right. all of that. Yeah. Right. But aside from that, sometimes it just makes you feel bad. So I, I've tried to like mold it into something more positive. And the okay. thing I like about Reddit a lot is that there are like funny cat gifts, mm-hmm. but there mm-hmm. are also like, I also read a lot about different topics and learn a lot. Right. Whether it's like things I'm really into, like music production or things like gardening where I don't know much about it, but like we want to start doing it more. And I just I like videos and pictures of beautiful gardens at home. So it's like, I feel like I'm getting the lols in sometimes, but yeah. also that I'm learning a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I'm so addicted to it. But I don't mind being <laughs> addicted to Reddit for that reason. Okay. Because I feel like it's positive for my brain mo- most of the time. Right. So those are the three things I use. Mm-hmm. Um what about you? So I never used to use Reddit until maybe we moved here. That's true. It really has been recent. I I didn't really know what it was, I have to be honest. And mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with what Reddit is, it's basically just like a gigantic forum mm-hmm. that has a bunch of sub forums or subreddits, yep. which are each dedicated to a specific topic. And these topics range from like super general and uh, ubiquitous things Mm -hmm. like a huge one is called we are the music makers and it's for people who produce music write music literally anything music related like Mm -hmm. two million people are there and then there there's a subreddit for this anime show that's not huge and not a lot of people watch it and there are like two thousand people there right like anything you could think of Mm -hmm. and so you're more you're like you're a spectator on reddit but you're also contributing Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't typically contribute. I just kind of typically the way I end up on Reddit is that I Google a question and then I put Reddit at the end <laughs> of the Google search term mm-hmm. and then it comes up. Because I, I like Reddit because it's real humans answering questions. Mm-hmm. So anytime I want to know if I'm crazy for feeling something or I just want some experience about like, for example, when I was deciding to go on my last um 
antidepressant way back at the beginning of 2020. Mm -hmm. I was like, Wellbutrin read it to read about like real people's experiences on the medication. Well, here's the thing about social media is that there's a lot of advertising and like shilling, mm-hmm. which I, I, I only recently started using the word shilling because I've yeah. been reading a lot about <laughs> it in terms of like cryptocurrency, how people talk about cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. But I also Google things and put Reddit at the end because A, because Reddit's search function is really, really bad still. Right. And B, because I like to, I feel like I get a more obviously it's not going to be objective because they're just people telling their opinions it's the opposite but i feel like i get a broader scope right of answers from yeah. reddit and it's like i sure there are shills for anything and mm-hmm. but like i don't think there are a lot of it definitely exists but i don't think there are a lot of people like working for companies like in marketing like going on reddit and answering right. things to say like oh you should definitely not take well butrin well you should take this other one yeah and they're like a secret marketing agent for this company mm-hmm. but if i like there's some like blogs and websites where i'm like i don't know who these who this one person writing this article is yes and i don't know what their interests are yeah. right so i like reddit because i feel like it's very neutral Yes, yeah. I agree. That's where I go for some research. I think YouTube is also, people use it as a search engine too, mm-hmm. but there is a barrier to entry to make content on there where there isn't quite mm-hmm. that for being a Reddit, uh, what would you want to use? Contributor. Poster. To contribute yeah. something on Reddit. You can just be a human anonymously, but to make a video, mm-hmm. you have to, I mean, most people don't really want to be on camera explaining their experience mm-hmm. taking Reddit taking Wellbutrin for six months, for example. So you get a lot of variety of information and it feels very honest. So I feel like that's, and it's also, there are ads on Reddit, Mm -hmm. but they're not all consuming in the way that I find now on Instagram ads are. And um, also on YouTube, everything is an ad, even if it's not an ad that Google is serving you before a video, there's an ad in the video by the creator who's getting sponsored. Yes. Sometimes the creator's me. Some. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. Well, yeah, and, that, and that's like another whole interesting aspect about this conversation as a whole because yeah. you do social media as your job. Yes. And I mean, do you do you just want to like see where the path takes us? Sure. In this conversation. Um, so let's talk about this because, I, I, like you said, everything's kind of an ad and. Yeah, there. A lot of people talk about building your small business and like how to start your own business and this and that. And a lot of it comes down to being active and present and having a social media uh, presence mm-hmm. that is presented in a very specific way. Right. Right. And there are a lot of people on social media who are like marketing counselors. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's their whole their whole platform is teaching you how to build a bit a bigger and better platform Mm -hmm. and sometimes i'm like what do you even do like what did you like i don't even know what you do except for teach people to me no no not you oh i'm like (laughs) oh like like, right yeah like i'll I'll see someone on instagram who's like i'm gonna teach you how to build your brand yeah i'm like sick what's your brand and they're like my brand is teaching you how to build your brand right and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I I honestly hate it. Not that there aren't coaches who are actually really, really have a lot to offer and have helped a lot of people. But I have to say a lot of them 
that I get served ads for like don't have much to show for what they're trying to sell. Mm-hmm. So I try to br- I try to brush it off and also not judge people because everyone's just trying to survive, you know, make a living in this world. Yeah. But you know, I realized that I'm mm, I always I always feel this deep sense of nostalgia for the year 2017 on social media because it was when my YouTube channel picked up and I had been contributing to it for a while. Um, and I had maybe like at most a thousand subscribers at the beginning of that year. Wow. Yeah, I actually took a screenshot of my like uh, login, like, like my YouTube dashboard, I guess, mm-hmm. um, which I need to dig up And when I hit a thousand subscribers. Yeah. And it's crazy to think about. Um, so 2017, it was like I was still creating from this very just curious kind of space like I was still learning a lot how to cook, learning a lot how to be vegan. I didn't have the pressure of, I tried to create consistently because I did want to grow a community, but it wasn't fueled by, you know, money wasn't involved Mm -hmm. really. Obviously like my goal, like I thought it would be so cool if I could make like a hundred dollars off of AdSense. Like that would be sweet if I could just have like an extra hundred or 200 bucks of spending money every month. Did you, were you at all, like in the back of your mind, planning to like build it into something where, oh, I'm going to quit my job and do this because I can? No. Or was it always like, oh, maybe I could just make a few hundred bucks? That wasn't my long-term goal, but I I think that I knew that it was possible because I had used YouTube for so, so long. YouTube was like my first, well, there was like MySpace a long time ago, yeah. which I wasn't supposed to be on because my family is very conservative. So I made a secret MySpace and I posted like my music on there, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> my own music that I made as a child. Wow. And then Facebook, I also made like a secret Facebook and I think my one of my friends came over and outed me accidentally in oh front my of my because it's weird. Like I I grew up in this very conservative household, but I didn't want to. Right when you're that young, you, it's not cool to admit that. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't ever tell my friends like I can't date or I can't be on social media. I would just say that I didn't want to be or whatever. Anyway. I think my friend came over and was like, "Oh, can you help me make a Facebook uh, account too?" And I was like, you're "My like, mom's right there." <laughs> you're like Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Yeah. You're like with your secret uh, Facebook account. Yeah. Wasn't it funny that people our age, like millennials, don't really use Facebook anymore? Yeah, because it's been overtaken by Gen. What are they? Gen. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, our parents, basically. Yes. I don't. How? It's so. It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. It's just like over like the span of a few years like people in their 20s and 30s don't use it anymore then like bam you have kids or grandkids and you love facebook again mm-hmm. well because people put photos up there i think that's like the main mm. one of the main reasons people use it yeah i deleted my facebook years ago and have not looked back i still have mine um my both my parents always post when we post a new song they share it and like they'll talk about our podcast and whatnot mm-hmm. i don't think many of their 50 60 year old friends are hyper interested in our podcast but they all listen to our music which is really nice so sometimes i go on there and i'm like oh hey thanks like to like my parents friends who i've known since i was little i was like thanks for the compliment and they love it (laughs) and it makes me feel good so right but for the most part part i don't go on facebook right ever i don't use twitter Mm -hmm. i've used twitter very briefly in college i guess and then one time i recovered my password and logged back in and all of my tweets were like 
stupid. Mm. So I think I deleted them all and then I re-deleted the account. I don't, I think Twitter, where I see Twitter the most is people actually share their tweets on Instagram now. And it's quite often political. And I like to know about politics, but I don't like it to consume me, especially Mm -hmm. in social media land. So, you know, I stay off of Twitter. I just recently, like within the last uh, year, Mm -hmm. maybe less, six months, started going on Twitter again. And I'm kind of understanding why I wasn't on it in the first place. I don't know. It doesn't, It a lot of the time I'm not finding the the joy in it and i find myself browsing it less and less um because a lot of it's political and like social statements right um yeah so i try to keep it i try to keep it in the things that make me make me happy right but i mean so what else is there like as a creator how do you feel about i don't know having to post on instagram and like keep your brand alive because i've tried to do it you know you always tell me you're like oh like if you go to your instagram you want people to see like oh you're a musician mm-hmm. right and i'm like okay 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 so i've started to take more videos of myself playing even if i'm just messing around mm-hmm. and post them like at least every now and then i'm really bad at it because i don't i i, I still can't comprehend fully like this is the only way for people to know who you are and uh ask you to give them lessons right right i'm like i know i have to present myself on there but i don't really like to and there's just this weird conflict so i do it sometimes and not often enough for the algorithm Mm -hmm. so oh i never even really finished my thought but this is related so when i think back to 2017 i was just making stuff for fun And I feel like if you look at my earlier videos from that time, they were just a lot more fun because I think I brought like this levity in my personality Mm -hmm. to my social media presence. A lot of my like sometimes I would share things related to mental health, but a lot of my captions on Instagram, for example, were just like a stupid pun or a little update. I remember that. Yeah. And... I just, it didn't feel heavy. And I was meeting a lot of people through there. I've always been an introvert in real life. So it was nice to be connecting to people who cared about vegan food and about fitness too, because fitness was something I was posting a lot about at the time. And I hope to again soon. But, and same goes for YouTube. I think part of the reason my channel kind of took off at the time was because I was just kind of funny Mm-hmm. Which is weird because now I don't really identify as a funny person, but I feel like that's something that I lost. Like it's not a, it, it wasn't something I tried to get rid of. It's something that I lost, you know, and I didn't want to because it became my career. Yeah. And I'm actually trying to kind of undo all of the quote unquote progress that I've made and go back to making things that are less. I still want the production value to be there because I like beauty is always going to be a top value for me. I like making things that are pretty and well lit and that sound good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but as far as trying to craft this professional persona t- or to be more like a mm, food network personality or like all of that, 
just just hadn't felt good. And I've felt like I need to be that in order to, for it to be my career, basically, if that makes sense. I don't think we've ever actually talked about that together, Mm -hmm. about kind of how your personality in your videos has changed. Yeah. Because, you know, I started watching your videos in 2017, and then that's why I started talking to you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, I never noticed that, like, your personality has changed like that, and you became much more serious as you started to kind of, like, feel this resistance to being the YouTube personality, (laughs) you know? I mean, anyone who's followed me on Sarah's Vegan Kitchen for any, uh, for, like, a couple years will know, like, occasionally I'll do, like, a mental health update, and I've been struggling with the same thing for years, and it's kind of absurd, but, I mean, that's how human behavior works, I guess, is you wind up in these spirals, Mm. and you kind of sometimes have to reach, unfortunately like a rock bottom before you can break free of it, which I think is kind of what's happened over the past year or even six months Mm. is I'm just so fed up with it and so exhausted from it that I know that if I continue like trying to scale my business in the same way that like other food bloggers that I admire have, like it just won't work for me. I'll get sick or... I'll have a mental breakdown or something. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just interesting. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, do you want to talk at all about like, w- we, we've kind of been devising a plan mm-hmm. just for like both of our careers together and separate. Obviously, we talk about this a lot on the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's the, it's the biggest part of our life in a way, right? I mean, do you want to talk about what your plan is i don't have a plan okay i have to i have to say that because i feel like i always announce plans and then it doesn't happen that way Mm -hmm. and i've kind of at this point in my life given up uh making long-term plans and my plan is to do what feels okay there's two pieces to it i want i think i've been spending a lot of time thinking more about play about reconnecting with things you loved as a child, which we've talked about on the podcast. For me, that's art and music, but that it also expands, it extends to food because food for me is art, which is why I think I've struggled to try to be a recipe developer. Like I, there's nothing that makes me more mad than spending a full day and a bunch of ingredients trying to develop a recipe that is going to make sense to other people Mm -hmm. when I could have just improvised it and not measured and had like a perfect result. It's hard because, because people, a a large percentage of people who follow food, YouTube channels and whatnot, like they want the recipe Mm -hmm. from the person, you know, and there are, there are some channels that just don't do that. Yeah, which I need to I need to be that channel. Yeah. And it's, and it's hard because sometimes you're like, yeah, there's no recipe for this. People are like, hey, what's the recipe? Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, no, no. Remember I said there's no recipe for this? And they're like, yeah, but what's the recipe? recipe? Well, do you know Lauren Toyota ha- on Hot for Food? She has a series or used to have a series. I don't think she's done it for a while. It's just called recipe, question mark, question mark, question mark, where she just goes through her fridge and pantry and just makes something up on the spot with what she has. Mm. And she said she came up with the title for that series because she would get that question all the time on social mm. media as people would be like, recipe? 
Yeah. Uh, like I love that like <laughs> that like fire in her personality. Yeah. Where it's, it's just like that badass kind of like Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, she's, she's just kind a of a spicy. badass. Yeah. She's hot for food. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I mean like it's it's so funny to talk about this having gone through having been in this death spiral for for years because when i talk about it it becomes very clear that it's i keep me here you know Mm -hmm. nobody else is you know holding a gun to my head saying develop like upload one recipe per week on your blog but like for me i feel like i'm very motivated by fear uh we have we talked about our different like socioeconomic backgrounds growing up in our episode i think it's called the money episode Mm -hmm. we'll link it down below where you can just scroll back a little bit in our history but i didn't grow up with like a lot i wasn't in poverty but i think i definitely had that scarcity mindset uh instilled in me Mm -hmm. and i still i i haven't outgrown it you know Mm -hmm. so anytime i've ever witnessed somebody else in my field like in the youtube field cooking field being really successful, my mind is always like, oh, I need to do that. So when I see people who have six-figure blogs, I'm like, oh, I should do that because I don't even care about, like I realized recently, like I don't need six figures to live the lifestyle that I live. But I'm just, in my mind, I always feel like I need to like make a lot so that I can stop working and run away. And live in the mountains and disappear. Like I need that. I feel like I need that freedom because I, but I only feel like I need that freedom because I'm constantly feel like I'm going crazy and that it's unsustainable what I'm doing. So I'm like, wait, what if instead of trying to make a lot of money in like five years so that I can have the luxury of running away, I just make less money doing something that's totally sustainable for me. Yeah. And you know? like I've said on the podcast and to you, just to, to you in our conversation, I think I do one Fraser voice every every episode. <laughs> uh, but we've talked about this, and I always say, mm-hmm. if w- when you get to that point where you're like, you know what, this is what I do now, and this is how much I make, and you know, it's maybe it's not as it's not the six figure blog thing, but like this is a comfortable life for me. Mm-hmm. I feel like as soon as you get to that point you're going to be so full of like energy and creativity that you're going to do all these other things. And then you're going to be like, Oh, I'm making six figures now. And I wasn't trying to, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like you're gonna, you're going to get oh, to a higher, that would, you know what I'm trying to say? Like it's sure. going to happen kind of by accident. I mean, that's what all of the law of attraction people would have you believe, but mm-hmm. I can't tell you guys that yet because yeah. I'm not there yet. Cause I'm still trying to break through some, weird karmic garbage here yeah but it's funny it's funny like if if you listening feel like you are stuck in a similar spiral it doesn't necessarily have to do with money but it could be have to do with career or even the types of relationships you keep attracting that just have you feeling the same way over and over again I mean, at some point you have to realize that your the your beliefs are keeping you there mm-hmm. and it's weird because I go through phases where it, I like, what's the phrase? You bl- the, you get the cover blown off of something. And I'm like, oh my God, this is what's happening in my mind. This is why I'm doing the things I'm doing. This is why I'm showing up as a different person. And now my like fun, happy, carefree, creative personality, which I believe is true to me, is dead. And it's yeah. clear, 
you know, to people who have followed me for a long time. And it's like I don't show up on Instagram for a while. And then when I show up, I feel like I have to explain like, oh, I've been gone because I'm mentally ill. And it's like, (laughs) well, I'm (laughs) mentally ill because I'm in this this spiral, constant you know? cycle of yeah yeah it's wild it's wild to talk about it well i know i know you were saying like you don't want to just like announce oh I, this is my plan mm-hmm. right because i mean i i've actually had this experience with my family i may have talked about it but i kept announcing like oh i think we're gonna move here oh i think we're gonna do this thing and this thing and then we it then it just changes because mm-hmm. it pl- plans change and then i have to keep explaining to them why i changed and they're like wait what i thought you were doing this it's like kind of the same thing where I've kind of decided to like not tell them as much until it's more set in stone. Mm-hmm. So I get that. But something you have mentioned is doing like just like cookbook reviews and recipe. Oh, yeah. Like just cooking other people's recipes. Yeah. Because you love cooking other people's recipes so much more than like developing your own. Yeah. And by developing, I mean creating a dish and measuring everything and writing it out. Mm-hmm. You know, you love you love cooking by feel. And when you you can't cook by feel and put out a recipe video Mm -hmm. because they're exact opposite things. So you've been talking about like like an instructional recipe video. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can definitely say, oh, put in a splash of this. Right. Sploosh. Mm -hmm. But when if you're just testing, if you're just cooking other people's recipes, you get to just be yourself and cook. And if anyone wants a recipe, you told them exactly where it is. (laughs) So I just think that's such a great start for. Yeah bringing that energy back yeah so i guess to bring this to a concrete place for anyone listening i know not everyone who listens is necessarily you know making videos on youtube or is or has social media as part of your job so after this part of the conversation i do want to bring it back to a more everyday kind of place yeah but yeah i do think for both of us we've been realizing that Social media can be a really powerful tool to connect you with your right audience or community is the way I like to think about it. If you're being yourself. And I think one of the themes of this podcast is just that you can pretty much do anything you want and there's somebody there to receive it Mm -hmm. if you stick it out. I mean, we're watching this. We started watching this new what's it called it's mean the show we the watched, show we watched today? this morning oh it's called um uh, make making it right I think it's called making it so if you guys are familiar with project runway which is designers make different outfits for a bunch of m- models for different themes it's kind of similar to that but it's just a general art project and each week has a different theme and a lot of these people a lot of the contestants have businesses already doing art and one of the women specifically specializes in making balloon murals she has a business making balloon murals that's so specific yeah and she has a thriving business and she has a happy family and she's i don't know it's insane like Mm -hmm. who would have thought like as a child i think i'm gonna grow up and be a balloon mural artist yeah there's like an opening for like anything anything you can dream up yeah you know but people can tell when you're not being authentic i think is the problem well Mm -hmm. it's not the problem it's actually a great blessing but it feels like a problem when it feels like (laughs) it feels like being unsuccessful yes you know but really Mm -hmm. it's more like hey we can tell you're not into this so we're not going to be into it either yeah but if you do something that you totally love Mm -hmm. we'll be able to it's like when people say what's this what's the special ingredient oh love 
<laughs> I'm like, well, it's corny, but it's kind of true. It is. Right? Because you can tell when there's love in whatever you're making. Yeah. And when there's um, uh, resentful. Resentment? Resentment. Thank you. I was, yeah. I really blanked on that word. Yeah. You can tell when there's love or resentment in the thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And on the, um, we, we talk about expanders a lot. And so, I think going on you like going on social media and finding accounts that actually make you feel good can sometimes be they can give you some options to try out or hats to try on mm-hmm. not that everything is going to stick but some options um, that can guide you towards developing your own authentic voice or stepping into it so I've noticed that like reaction videos are really popular on YouTube right now mm-hmm. And Eric and I did some reaction videos to like K-pop, which were very successful, but we didn't really enjoy making them or, you know, we didn't, it wasn't fun. We didn't, we didn't enjoy pandering to the fans of the K-pop groups and um, refraining from saying anything mildly uh, judgmental. Right. And um, then I noticed that there's a lot of reaction videos to food. So there's like dietitians like Abby Sharp will react to other people's what I eat in a day videos and she'll throw in some nutritional information. By the way, I really hate those types of videos because it, I don't know. I understand that for certain people they can be helpful, helpful, like if you're trying to figure out what a healthy diet looks like, but also what people eat on any given day isn't representative of the nutrition they're taking in over the course of a week or a month or a year. So yeah. mm, anyway, <laughs> so do you want to, well, sorry, I'll tell you. I was just going to say that making cookbook reviews is kind of like my version of the reaction video, mm-hmm. but it involves me making a lot of stuff, which is like my yeah. thing. I'm like, I like to make stuff. That's it. I mean, a lot of stuff you've been making recently, like just to, for, just for us and mm-hmm. your family has been other people's recipes right yeah and you've been having a lot of fun doing it yeah sometimes you tinker them well it's just tinker with them <laughs> well it's just crazy because i found that in my stint trying to be specifically a recipe developer because there is like there is a great potential to make money on blogs if you have your ads enabled which by the way i fucking hate ads on blogs there's times when i wanted to go on to view a recipe and a full page ad pops up and it I can't figure out how to get out of it, so I leave and I go to another blog. Yeah, especially on mobile, if if a blog's not <laughs> optimized for mobile. Yeah. Ads sometimes, like you'll get two ads next to each other that, because they're not optimized for mobile, will take mm-hmm. over your entire screen. Yeah. And you can't, there's, you can't see the X button because it's not built to be the size of an iPhone. Yeah. So you just say, <laughs> okay, I'll try a different one that doesn't right. have ads. And then there's, I, I was getting this ad served to me for the longest time. It was so disgusting. Remember I showed you? Mm-hmm. I don't even know what it was, but there's these ads that are kind of like clickbaity. I think they're like images that are intentionally gross or it's unclear what they are so that yeah. you click on it and you find out what it is. But it looked like I don't know, like if you have, um, what's that condition where you're afraid of holes? Trypa, trypophobia. Trypophobia. Something like Trypoph- that. Trypophobia. Yeah. Whoa. That was hardcore triggering me. And I was like, how do I get this ad to stop showing up? Yeah. But I mean, it's just, well, we'll, we'll get into ads and more. Like, yeah. I want to take a break and thank the people we thank. And then we'll get into, like you said, the more personal, the personal use side of social media, because we've been talking a lot about doing it from a content creator's perspective right so let's take a quick break and do our supporter shout out hi guys we're pausing this conversation for a few moments to give a big thank you to our supporters these are our listeners who make a monthly contribution through anchor which is our hosting platform 
If you'd like to become a supporter as well, you can visit anchor.fm slash whatislifedude and click on the support button. And if you enjoy the show, another great way to support us is by giving us a positive rating and a review on iTunes. Just takes a few moments and it helps new listeners find the podcast so we can continue to grow our community. So thank you so much to everyone who supports us in one way or another. This podcast wouldn't exist without you guys. So without further ado, shout out to our anchor supporters, Inga Pfeiffer, Morgan Lassiter, Jennifer, Scotty Draper, Glenn Ames, Kevin Dooley, Jessica Chelgren, Marie Zimmerman, Nina Schmidt, Izzy, Alexis Dooley, Annalise, Nadia, Teresa Madara, Kelsey Pritchett, Ellis Adler, Anna Dureka, Megan Stewart, Samantha McIntyre, Dylan Schaubin, and Sarah Creighton. And now back to the show. Okay, we are back. Let's talk about social media from the non-content creator, just the consumer of social media. I mean, let's start with ads because we were kind of talking about that right before the break, right? Yeah. The thing with ads, I don't know if people, like how often do you think people want to put ads all over their blogs and videos? Like Nobody wants to. I mean, because I, mean, I know people take sponsorships for things they care about and products yes, they like, right? I would argue, though, that that is the minority That's rare. of cases, unfortunately. And then when it comes to, like, enabling ads on your YouTube videos or on your blog, you don't have any say in what it is. Mm-hmm. It could be anything, it's, right? It's well, based it's tailored on to the, the viewer, reader. yeah. Yeah. So, like, no one, and this, and this is a huge problem with social media, is that no one wants it to be this way. No, but it but it is. Yes. Um, And it's just, I don't, I don't, it's not... It's not good. Right. It's it's like that weird situation you're in where you know that something is extremely wrong, but you have to keep playing into it because there's no alternative yet. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go out and program up another social media platform like Instagram just so I can be free of ads. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have that that qualification. And they have so much influence. Like, sometimes you need an Instagram account to create an account with another app or or, you know what i mean yeah and then it's all connected to your google account like there's i there's been apps that i've downloaded that they require you to use a google google account to log in Mm -hmm. rather than just a regular creating a a separate account like a username it's insane it's all connected and they know your purchasing habits and they know what you are interested in and it's just i don't know like i don't judge anyone for running ads on their platforms or for like small businesses who are purchasing up ad space on Instagram, I totally get it. But I get it because that's what you have to do to break through the noise because Instagram has deliberately altered their algorithm to make it harder to mm-hmm. succeed as a small business or smaller influencer without purchasing ad space. Yeah, I mean, we're not hating on any creator that does this, right? We're hating on the system that causes it and that forces everyone into it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like with the tailored ads, the other day Sarah was cooking something and she was like, oh, will you pull up, will you just open my phone and like read me something from the recipe? And I was like, sure. (laughs) So I grabbed her phone, typed in her code, opened it. And in the middle of the recipe blog, there was an ad for these like studio monitor clamps. You can see the studio monitors behind me on my desk. I want (laughs) to buy like these like stands for them that clamp onto my desk. And I've been looking at them on my computer and I opened up Sarah's phone and there was an ad for them. And I'm I don't like, know. I can't what? even explain how that has happened. Yeah, I, I can't either. 
we have separate Google accounts. Like, do you think like your sister and your mom get ads for this? Is like the Wi-Fi or something? I have no idea what's happening. Who knows? It's just it's scary, and I don't know. I want to pivot this to how I personally, well, and you, but how we make our social media experience a more positive loving helpful place mm-hmm. you know because that's something i have started to do over the last half a year or something and mm-hmm. it's really really changed my brain i think for the better mm-hmm. so the first thing i did was I, I i think everyone probably goes through these like unfollowing uh i don't even know what to call them sprees sprees thank you <laughs> thank you yeah, where you just go on and you're like, you know what? It's kind of like the same things when you go through your email and unsubscribe to mm-hmm. all the thi- like all the ads you get like every day, and you're like, you just delete them every day. And sometimes I you're don't. Like, I just ignore them until they reach a critical mass, and then I have a little cry crying spell on the floor. Right. <laughs> Some people, if you were like me, you'll be you're like, I get this ad from this random company every single Monday, and I just unsubscribe unsubscribe so it's kind of you're just purging right Mm -hmm. and it took me a while to i would go on instagram and i would unfollow like 10 people at a time or whatever but recently i went from following like 600 people 600 accounts to like just over 200 i just went on over the course of a few days and just like unfollowed every celebrity and every every celebrity every company and every person Mm -hmm. that i kept seeing their stuff and thinking I mean, I wasn't even thinking about it. I was just seeing it. And it took me until a very specific day to say, I'm going to think about what I'm following, Mm -hmm. right? It's really easy with companies and really easy with celebrities. But when it comes to the people that you know in real life, you know, I worked at a company for over three years and I met a lot of people, people that were there at the beginning and left just throughout. A lot of people worked there and I met them. And then I was like, huh, I haven't worked at this company for six months. I'm still following all these people I don't talk to. And I just unfollowed a lot of them. And like, it's fine because I know them in real life, but we're not really friends. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, like, here are videos of my child and my husband. And I'm like, I don't know these people, <laughs> but I feel like there's some societal, like, mm-hmm. it's like manners 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 you know what i mean it's like this like this like respect thing where it's like oh i it's it would be rude to unfollow them because i know them okay well without naming names here a couple years back before i moved in with eric eric was like out to dinner with a childhood friend and his childhood friend noted that i was not following his girlfriend Mm. but his girlfriend was following me and then eric was like can you go follow her please and i was like why okay yeah <laughs> it's like uh yeah it's it's there's a definitely a piece of social media that's very mm, there's an etiquette on there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i decided to uh say fuck the etiquette because i wanted to clean up my feed in a way that made me feel better about using the platform yeah right and you know there have been times where i'd get a message from someone or like a text like, hey, you know, it's uh, it's whoever. Like, oh, I, I thought of you because of this. Like, oh, do you see this on my Instagram? And I'm like, um, <laughs> I actually don't follow you anymore, but I'll go follow you now. <laughs> and like, I, I feel like 
it just sounds kind of rude but like for me I'm totally okay with saying you know what (laughs) I unfollowed you yeah I unfollowed you because we weren't in touch and you know you're posting about all your new friends and I don't know any of them and it just didn't make sense to me but -hmm. now that we're talking again I'll follow you again and whatever right like to me that just seems totally okay yeah and I and I did that and then when it comes to like celebrities there are a few things happening with with the celebrity accounts I follow and I only follow a handful of them now, but... but can I just say first yeah. that Eric is is a hardcore researcher, mm-hmm. so he just knows a lot about celebrities, just like random celebrities, as in every time we watch a film or a TV show, Eric is right on his phone figuring out everything about the celebrity, so... Yes, I do do that. <laughs> like, yeah. Expect- oh, it's so bad with cartoons. Or yeah, he'll he'll be looking up I'm like, the voice whose actor. Whose voice is that? And I'm like, oh, it's this person from this film. And Sarah's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but I've noticed a few things happen with following celebrities for me. Are you cold? I had a chill. <laughs> um, and it's just like s- some of them, I just don't care about them anymore. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, unfollowed. Other people like their platforms are just about like a certain topic or a thing they believe in. And not really like about them. Mm-hmm. And I totally appreciate people standing up for the things they believe in. And like that being like using their platform as their voice. But sometimes it's just it's just a lot. Mm-hmm. And there's there's not enough about the person. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to follow you now. And then sometimes I realize that every time I look at someone's story or posts, I get like this subconscious. And I, I'll, I'll use the word subconscious because it took me a long time to realize it. Like this jealousy. Oh, yeah. And this like, oh, I'm a motherfucker with his cars. Right. And I'm like, oh, my. At some point, I was just like, oh, my God, I don't want to do that. Right. I don't want to do that every time I open my phone. Yeah. Like every time I open my phone and I see David Dobrik with his fucking mansion, he, I still follow him. He's not one of those people because <laughs> he doesn't bother me for some reason. Right. I'm just like, cool, man. You started making YouTube videos and now you're rich. Mm-hmm. Good for you. But sometimes I just felt like this disgusting jealousy negativity thing. Right. And I'm like, I got to get rid of that. I mean, like I was following the Kardashians or the and Chris and or Kendall and Kylie Jenner for a while. And I like, I don't know, like I don't even follow them really in any other capacity. Yeah. Although I, I will say Kylie Jenner's videos with baking with her daughter are very cute on youtube <laughs> you, and you should definitely watch them <laughs> you've shown me some of those <laughs> but like i don't know if unfo- i think i follow maybe just a handful of celebrities but i don't know it's just it is very interesting to notice that sometimes people have really nice lives or something that you envy but it makes you feel driven mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah i can accomplish that too that's a successful businesswoman or that's an artist and like that just reminds me that i can do it too mm-hmm. and then sometimes it's just it makes you feel bad, you yeah. know, but it is important to be aware of what reaction you're having. Yeah. And it it could be anything like, I don't know, there, there are probably some people who I follow that this sound this, it sounds so like, so trivial and inconsequential, but like there have been people who just like cook a lot of meat and yeah. like document <laughs> like their dinners with a lot of meat mm-hmm. and I'm vegan and it, I don't, I don't care about meat right and I'm like I just feel obligated to follow them because I like them Mm -hmm. but it's like I just you really just got to look at yourself sometimes and be like it's okay to not follow every person like you like or care about or whatever 
because if you're if you always see their content and it just makes you feel bad for something like a serious issue like a Mm -hmm. serious thing or something that's kind of trivial like it's okay like make you can make yourself feel better yeah you know Mm -hmm. so i think oh back on the topic of celebrities i think two of the celebrities i follow one of them is halsey Mm. because i just like how human she seems in her like some celebrities a lot of their tiles on their feed are just promo a lot of text a lot of flyers Halsey's are just little photo dumps quite often and I've always really liked I like her music I like that she has a poetry book too so she kind of just reminds me that you can be a celebrity but be grounded and just I don't know she seems cool she seems like a normal person also I follow I don't know if it's pronounced love or love but he's another musician and I don't really even listen to his music that much. Like I know a couple of his singles, but his posts on Instagram are just so stupid. They make <laughs> and, you feel good. And I'm like, oh, you're a human kid. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like I it, they're just so ridiculous that right. I like them. Like I still follow Charlie Puth. And uh, like, I only like a handful of his songs. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you the last time I listened to a Charlie Puth song. Yeah. But like, he's a great musician mm-hmm. and like, he's very, very famous. And it's cool to see like a really accomplished like jazz musician. Right. And a pop star. Yeah. I don't know. He just posts like tasty licks on piano <laughs> and stuff. And I'm like, sick. Okay. Right. And he also posts pictures of like his mansion and his big pool. Yeah. But I doesn't bother me because he also posts content that I really like mm-hmm. and it's all it's just like i said just i just really had to look at everything and say does this make does this make me feel good or does this make me feel bad mm-hmm. and without any shred of shame i unfollowed all the things that made me feel bad yeah politics people's lifestyles uh people i don't know sorry <laughs> i did some i took like i took that one step further and i created a second account i don't know if i mentioned this already but i t- I've created a second account where i could kind of escape again from that need to be following f- people out of propriety you know like i follow a lot of bloggers that i've spoken to a lot a lot of vegan people that it just mm. seems right to be following on yeah. my main account because you're like you're supposed to be friends with them yeah so i created this other separate account that I mean, now I'm realizing that I think some people might have been getting recommended this account just because everything's connected, which is really annoying. So somehow, yeah. despite having not fo- not having posted anything there, I have some followers. You have like 14 followers, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I might make it public at, or I might like start posting on there at some point. But I just wanted a space where I could only follow people who care about the shit I care about. I follow astrology accounts, H- human design accounts. Mm-hmm some herbalism stuff, some witchy stuff, some artists, some musicians. That's it. There's no... I mean, I follow some vegan creators on there, but it's more like not the recipe developers. I don't think she even follows me. Me? No, I don't. Yeah, which is fine. I'll follow you. Don't worry. (laughs) Will you follow me into the dark? Yeah. (laughs) It's funny because you said I took it one step further by making this uh, secondary account. Yeah. But to me, it's not not one step further. It's like the non-confrontational route. Right, because it's like, oh, look, I'm Sarah. I still follow all of you. Ha, 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 ha. But really, you're just not looking at that feed. You're just looking at a different feed. 
I do look at well, I don't look at my feed really. I but I I have been answering DMs on my original account a lot more,、mm. which for a long time when I was having a lot of anxiety about my work, I just could not, I couldn't answer my, I couldn't do it. Like、mm. for a while there, I had disabled like respond to stories.、Mm-hmm. So I remember that. Yeah. That phase, but lately I've been trying to be on top of it, and I want to get even better at, at it because I'm just keep remembering that like I met you through DMs, and if I had just accidentally, repeatedly forgotten or not missed your DMs, you know, then we wouldn't be here,、yeah. you know. So I'm trying to have an eye open to people who actually could be my friend. Do you、yeah. know what I mean?、Mm-hmm. So that's good, but I do have a space where I can just completely. Zone out and follow like weird stuff. And if I do start posting on this, it's gonna be my weird esoteric stuff,、yeah. and nobody's gonna follow me for one thing and then give me shit when I start posting about astrology.、Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is def like one time I think I posted a picture of it was either a crystal or a tarot card or something on my main account, and somebody wrote me the longest DM about how it's like satanic. And she just followed me for food, and I needed to reconsider, you know, like all of that. See, I've never sent a DM like that. <laughs> I would just unfollow. Me too. But I feel like that's the more normal approach,、mm-hmm. and some people just feel the need to, yeah, really express their opinion on everything. Right. It's not like I'm ashamed of all these like interests that I have, but I just I would rather move them to a different account where it's not just to avoid criticism. It's more like. I want people to talk to me about these things,、yeah. so I want people to follow me who are gonna talk to me. Like if I post like a tarot card、mm-hmm. reading, you know,、yeah. or if I pull a card, somebody's like, "Oh my god, I I needed this today, or I needed this reminder, or、mm-hmm. I pulled those two, or you know what I mean?" Yeah. yeah, it's funny. I mean, like I like I said, I don't post that often, but I've been trying to post more about music. Yeah. But a lot of the people who follow me are my friends, family, and people who follow both of us. Right?、Mm-hmm. People, you got you guys listening to the podcast. Um, so I don't get that much feedback on my music stuff because、mm-hmm. I don't have like musicians that follow me really.、Yeah. Um, but it's a lot different for me because I, I only started being like mildly in the public eye on social media, like at some point during our relationship. I had like 500 followers before we started dating, and now I have like over 2,000, which isn't a lot, but it's still enough where most of the, I don't know most of the people that follow me.、Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a very New experience for me, right? But you know, it's it hasn't been anything really of note. Yeah.、Um, but something I did want to mention to go back to my social media purge, <laughs> my many purges of my Instagram, I've noticed it really helps me spend less time on Instagram、mm-hmm. because every time I open my phone and go on Instagram, there's nothing new because、yeah. I don't follow that many people anymore.、Mm-hmm. So usually I would just be mindlessly scrolling like sports accounts. Like、uh, random celebrities, random people I don't talk to anymore, and I would just、yeah. be like,、uh. but now I open my phone and there's like one person posts things every four hours. Yeah. So in the morning there's like a whole feed of stuff, but even in the morning I run out. So it's、right. like I don't spend that much time on Instagram anymore because there's nothing to look at. Yeah, it's great. Same, I just put my phone away. Yeah, same goes for my new my like secret account.、Mm-hmm. It's a lot of infographics, so I feel like not only am I learning a lot, but I'm following so many so few、uh, accounts that I actually get to the bottom of the feed.、Yeah. Whereas you know what on my on my main account there was a phase where I was just following a lot of fitness accounts, and 
just feeling not great because fits fitstagram <laughs> is there's a lot of women who are you know stereotypical hot girls and it just made me feel worse about myself mm-hmm. and I, I mean that's part of the reason why i don't really post that kind of content either it's i don't do like progress uh three months lifting progress or those types of things and i think i deleted a lot of them that i did have on my or archived them mm-hmm. because i just didn't want to enable the c- comparison so yeah. and i noticed like a lot of those accounts also just i don't know i want to strike the right balance as a creator uh, or as anyone who posts on instagram specifically the right balance between being personal but being like helpful and uplifting and i just don't want to sell things anymore and i don't know it's it's weird trying to find that balance between being authentic but not putting everything out there so i like i value the authenticity and i find it hard to connect with accounts where they're just posting selfies all the time Mm -hmm. not sharing anything useful or they're just trying to sell you pre-workout or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've also found that what something another thing that really works for me is following people just for like a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Just for like a period of my life. You know, like we watched we watched one season of um uh Love Island, the American oh, yeah. the American version of Love Island. We watched American Love Island season 2. Mhm. So I followed like there are there were a lot of episodes because yeah. I guess that shows on like every night for however long it's on. Yeah. So there were like thirty episodes, and I, I went on Instagram and I followed like all the contestants that I liked more than the other ones. And then when the show ended, I like well, like when we finished watching it, yeah. I just unfollowed all of them. I did that too. And it was it's fine. It's yeah. like oh, I, I'm watching them on TV and I'm like following them in real life now. And then at some point I was just like oh I finished the season. Yeah. And my my interest has kind of dwindled. Right. Bye. Yeah. I'm like, cool. This conversation is making me feel great. Yeah. Just because I'm, I don't know, I just feel so, I don't know, I just feel so much better about social media than I used to. Mm-hmm. Like, even like a year ago. And I just feel like it's helped me so much. Mm-hmm. And I feel like talking about it might be helping people who listen. Yeah. And I love that. That's why we do the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you feel? I like it. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything that comes mm. to mind? I feel like we talked, we, we, there was another thing we talked about the other day when we were preparing for this. Actually, the conversation that Eric and I had before we decided this should be the topic. Uh, we watched a film what uh, called oh, The yeah. 40-Year-Old Version. Version. Version, which is, <laughs> how would you describe it? It's a film based on a true story of the woman who i was wondering if it was a true story yeah i think it's i think it's like loosely based on her life i'm Mm -hmm. not sure of it i'm not sure how much of it is true um but the woman who stars in it also wrote it Mm -hmm. it's this black and white film about this 40 year old woman who is a playwright and she like teaches theater to kids right and she's like trying to get a play like picked up on broadway she like kind of was really well recognized in her when she was younger but then kind of failed to produce for like a decade after that yeah and is poor and just so she gets this idea to become a rapper yeah and she starts rapping about what it's like to be 40 and it's just it's it's a very it's like a very moving film Mm -hmm. even though it's kind of i don't know you know how some 
some dramatic films are there's like a huge it's like huge drama you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like very intense drama but it's just very real and that's what makes it intense right it's like it's very clearly about this woman's life yeah it was a really Um, good film i recommend it i don't like films very much i have a short attention span but i really liked it it's one of the few that we were able to watch in one day yeah well it was funny because it's like two hours long and we watched the first half and then we took a little break i was like what do you want to do and sarah was like oh don't you want to finish the movie and i'm like yeah we can finish it tomorrow though and sarah was like don't you want to finish the movie (laughs) which never happens sarah's always like yeah i don't care about movies yeah but you actually really, I think, just like I said, because it was so real. Mm-hmm. I but, loved it. I mean, the entire, like, the conflict in the story is involving the fact that she has this play on a topic that I guess is pretty personal to her. But as soon as she kind of takes on, she starts working with a producer. Or what is he? I, I think he's a producer. Who yeah. can help her fund her play? She starts losing control of it and it becomes this thing that isn't hers, and she's really not proud of it on opening night. Um, well, the film's also interesting because it has a lot to do with the fact that she's black and her experience as a black woman, mm-hmm. and like working with these producers and directors who are white and trying to dictate how the black experience should look right. in her art. Yeah, and she's like, um. You can't do that. Right. I mean, she specifically requests to work with a black director. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, we promise. We promise. And then they give her a white Some director. White yeah. And the, I mean, it's like used as a point of humor or comedy in the film. Because it's like so ridiculous mm-hmm. how these white people are trying to kind of impose their preconceptions about black culture mm-hmm. on what she's created. Um, but yeah, she just ends up really not liking it so yeah she just like loses any hold of her art yeah i'm trying to remember i think i have not remember how we got into the conversation about social media but it happened while we were discussing we were like each talking about do you remember i'm i'm struggling finding like uh, into this long ass conversation about social media and was it not just based on like losing losing control of your art Mm -hmm. because of because doing what yeah. Like making things that other people want to see, even though it's yeah. not right, just because it's like what you were talking about with YouTube. It's like mm-hmm. people want to see this and I know I can make more money and grow my channel doing this, right. but I don't really want to. Mm-hmm. Is that part of it? Yeah, I guess so. But and then it also, I like the film so much because it really, sometimes I, I really need to be connected to art instead of like forms of information like on YouTube and podcasts to get back in touch with art for myself. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just, it just hits different. Yeah. So, <laughs> so different. I was like, oh my God, like you, there's really no, there's really no time at which you say oh my, it's over for me as an artist. Like you can be 40, you can be older and still be finding your voice and fighting to uh, express it in an authentic way, in a way that you can really be proud of. And I was thinking about basically the difference between posting on social media as yourself versus creating music or art as yourself Mm -hmm. and how it's like two different things and how I feel like the fact that I haven't been making art as much is part of the reason why my social media feels so imbalanced and it feels very heavy to me is because I've needed this outlet for some dark stuff that goes through my mind but it's not really always the appropriate forum for it to Mm -hmm. go on to Instagram and be like I'm really sad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And you're trying to get back to, back in touch with making art 
yeah in which you can express all those thoughts yeah so you can keep your social media on a more i want to get back yeah i want to get back to that loud level ridiculousness because that's definitely a part of my personality but it's like not creating an outlet for the heavier parts of it you know i mean it has to come out somewhere it's like we talk about phoebe bridgers and how her music's like (laughs) so dark and sad Mm -hmm. and she she writes sad girl music right yeah and but like you see her in interviews and she's like oh what's up i'm phoebe bridgers from california yeah very like golden retriever energy she's like yeah "Yeah, you know i don't know it was funny i wasn't expecting that because i thought she would have like kind of a dark brooding personality and Mm -hmm. be super intense but she's just yeah yeah because she gets all that out in the art and so people can see both of her both sides of her personality Mm -hmm. i started laughing a little when we were talking (laughs) about the movie because in the movie like the first time this woman tries rada the character she tries to rap and she's just <laughs> rapping about being 40 yeah she says something like well my fucking legs hurt all the time <laughs> just like she's like rapping about all these things that happen to you as you get older yeah and it was so goddamn funny and i can't remember any of the specifics i just made that up as like right. kind of a yeah you should go watch it it's on netflix yeah before we wrap up can i just like st- give another like random rant that's kind of unrelated to what we sure. were just talking talking about but it was still about social media because we had it in this we talked about it in the conversation that i just brought up mm-hmm. but it's <laughs> um about people it's like social media is this place where you can go and make friends but also not everyone who follows you is your friend or wants the best for you and sometimes they just want in your business is what i've noticed mm. so like i follow this one creator who i mean i a lot of people you know it's normal gained a little bit of weight during the pandemic because we've all been indoors like i did too yeah Yeah. and she was like people have been asking me if i'm pregnant like can you just not fucking ask people you don't know if they're pregnant because first off you don't need to know if i'm pregnant and if i'm not which i'm not like it's fucking rude and then i don't it's just crazy to me um i mean i get Luckily, my skin is doing pretty okay right now, but in any, in all the circumstances where my skin has been really, really bad, um, I would always get comments about my skin, like more than the actual content of my videos or what I'm posting about. And then people are like, oh, don't use filters. It's really deceptive and damaging, but it's like, I have to use a filter because otherwise I'm not going to hear anything about anything except for my skin. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, another person that I follow did like a Q&A, an Instagram story Q&A. And someone was like, oh, I hate to be that person, but did you and such and such break up? And this person, uh, this influencer responded like, listen, you don't personally know me or my boy ex-boyfriend. Yeah. So stop asking people these kinds of questions. Yeah. Like, just, just stop. Like you don't have any sort of personal stake in it. Yeah, and that's the that's like the line of that's the line between being like oh i'm an influencer and i mm-hmm. this is like my life yeah but then there's like the okay well this is like my my insider look in my life right, right? And people need that insider look on like like yes we follow people because they have big houses and yeah. seven you know lamborghinis but also we most we like them also because they talk about their personal life. Yeah. Right. And it's like uh, I just can't relate to being that person who would be like, "Are you pregnant?" Oh my god, like, I can't even like 
it's like a, such a little thing that gets lost in the topic of like male privilege. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever heard it brought up. Yeah. But like, we will never be asked if we're pregnant. They'll be right. just like, oh, you got fat, bro. You know, and right. for the most part, men, even if they're just suppressing it, are like, haha, yeah. Or sometimes like people will try to cloak it in like concern for you. Like if you gain you a little okay? bit of weight or you lose a little bit of weight or your skin's bad, like I'm just really worried about you and I hope that you're doing okay. Yeah. I'm like, you don't care. You just like drama. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, on that topic, um, <laughs> our, we're like, we're like um, social media friends um, with Brian Turner, who's mm-hmm. like a vegan bodybuilder and yeah, YouTuber, Instagram guy um good guy but he posted he used to have really bad acne and he's kind of like a spokesperson for like fixing your skin Mm -hmm. and he posted someone gave him a comment like on an old picture of him with when his acne was flared up and they were like gross i'm so glad i never had acne and he screenshotted it didn't blur out their name which i really loved (laughs) because if you're gonna post hate comments on something you can get it reposted right you already posted online and I just responded to him. I'm like, man, like, I know, I, I don't know who, sometimes people are just, they're not trying to be mean. They're just saying things. They don't realize how it comes off maybe. But I'm like, damn, like, don't do that. It's right. just so mean. And like, man, yeah. I mean, it's insane. It's like you see both ex- opposite extremes on social media for like this capacity for the best of humans and the worst of humans. And I mean, I don't know. It's the internet as a whole, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's the internet is the most amazing thing we've ever built as a human race. Yet a lot of the time it's used for bad, like bad things just happen on the internet. Yeah. And it's, it's bad. It's just incredible because it's such an amazing thing. Yeah. And it's just like, well, you humans just, do. It's it's hard to win, right? You just you have to re- to have a healthy relationship with social media. You have to have you have to know who you are basically, mm. because no one will ever be happy with you, right? Like, especially given the events of the past year, you know, I my DMs from strangers they run the gamut from you should be more politically uh, like vocal or like. Can you just keep politics out of this, right? Mm. I don't know. It's it can't please everybody, right? Yeah, yeah. It helps to remind yourself that. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, like I, I would hope, I would hope that those people who just have something to say about what they don't like about the content you provide mm-hmm. for free, that I would hope somehow they hear the advice I gave in this episode, which is unfollow people that don't make you happy. Yeah. And if 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 I'm that person, mm-hmm. repost. Oh, there he goes. He's talking about six I don't know. foot masking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if Eric's posting a stupid meme again, or he's like doing a beer review of this beer he tried for the first time, and it pisses you off for some reason, mm-hmm. that's totally fine. You can unfollow me, and I hope it makes your life better. Yeah. So that's my that's my policy. Mm-hmm. You want to end this on unfollowing you, or do you want to bring it? Um, I mean, no, you should follow me if you don't follow me uh, because, you know, I I do have a great uh, presence. I post once a month. <laughs> but yeah, the conversation as a whole just made me feel good um, because I'm, I don't know, I feel kind of proud of myself for 
just for cleaning it up and making it something I want to look at instead of something that just sucks the energy out of me. Yeah. I guess the TLDR (laughs) is, well, TLDL, too long, long, didn't didn't listen, listen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, is just don't follow, don't go on accounts or use platforms that make you feel bad. Like TikTok, anytime I've had it downloaded, too much time goes by and then I feel like shit. So I deleted it. Mm-hmm. simple as that i don't create content on tiktok either because i tried to make one thing and it really frustrated me and i didn't feel like it was actually helpful because i i don't know yeah, i mean you're not gonna you're not gonna have success posting to a new platform that you don't really want to be posting to and you're only posting to because someone on instagram told you you could build your brand by posting on the platform yeah mm-hmm. you know but if you're someone who's like ooh, i get to post on another place hell yeah yeah. Then download TikTok and post on it. Right. Yeah. I think that's the answer. Yep, yep. Great. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope this conversation helped you in some way, made you feel a certain way. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.